Welcome to another episode of Finally Fearless. And today we're talking about shame in the fitness game. And this topic gets me very fired up. Um, number one being that I am a physical therapist. So I know how the body works. I know how important a properly structured fitness program is for people's longevity and resilience and overall health. And that's actually one of the tools I use to help my clients reach their goals. And when done correctly, exercise is a phenomenal thing. But I get frustrated when it's being perpetuated as a form of punishment or something that should be loathed or something that people need to grin and bear. And this idea that we have to hate exercise and it has to be grueling in order for it to be effective because none of that is true. The fact of the matter is that exercise should be something that gives you joy. Whether you gain joy after doing an exercise program based off what you can accomplish and I'm not saying joy based off solely what you look like because external appearances are so fleeting and we like they just are not stuck with us long term but you know what is long term not having to get a fucking joint replacement because your legs are weak so um I get even more fired up when I see this being perpetuated by my peers because it's just a load of nonsense. I don't agree with the whole selling fitness as a form of weight loss to begin with and when it's being made to do so for the simple fact that they just want to make money and sell to people and prey off their insecurities. I have no tolerance for that and on that note, I really have no tolerance for it when they're doing this to target new moms, especially because this is a very, um, it's a really confusing and it can be a very sad time in that as a new mom. And if any of you listening are new moms or have, or are moms in general, and you're just like, oh my God, I just want to get my body back. And this is what we're being made to focus upon instead of the fact that we just gave somebody a fucking life it's really sad and it's really predatory and it really makes me um it just makes me really sad for the state of society and what people deem important so that was a long-winded intro but I'm really passionate about this um I would probably actually make a lot more money than I do if I have if I sell weight loss as a, a means upon which my fitness programs are based, but I don't sell that at all. I can't get behind that idea because I just don't believe in it. And um, if fitness is a byproduct, I mean, if weight loss is a byproduct of that fitness program, then that's cool. But it's never going to be a goal upon which I formulate the program for my clients because there's way more to fitness than what happens to the number on the scale. Um, so that's what we are diving into today. Stay tuned. Welcome to Finally Fearless, a podcast devoted to getting your damn life back. My name is Dr. Melissa Chofi, a physical therapist who is absolutely sick and tired of seeing women like you fall victim to bullshit products, bullshit advice, and being made to feel like you have to accept a bullshit life. 
Here we will uncover the good, the bad, and the ugly in regard to the health and wellness realm and have some fun along the way. I'm so excited that you've taken the first step in getting your damn life back. Let's get into the episode. So one of the things I thought was going to die, but apparently is sticking around for a while, is this whole idea of shame behind COVID weight gain. And this I'm seeing a lot still. I've been seeing it for the past four months and it's still around and it's just ridiculous. Like there's a reason why you gained weight. There was a lot of stress. You tend to gain gain weight during a stressful period and this will be another topic for another day. But, I mean, if you're a human, you probably gained weight during COVID. You might have even lost weight unintentionally during COVID. People respond to stress in different ways. But there's this perpetuated shame like, oh, well, you didn't do the free Zoom workouts and you didn't look for another means in which to exercise and you were just lazy and you just sat around and ate anything that you could. Here, buy my fitness program. Diving down into something that we're ashamed of or something that we've been told our whole lives is wrong with us is one of the tactics in which a lot of these fitness gurus, and I use that term very sparingly, and a lot of these wellness gurus, again, sparingly used term, those are the methods in which they thrive upon because they know that you're going to be like, oh my God, I am a piece of shit. I need to get, I need to just get my ass in gear and buy this program. And there's a reason why the fitness industry is a billion dollar or multi-billion dollar industry slash business. And yes, I said business. Their job is to make money. They make all these empty promises like, you want to look like this? Oh, well, just buy this program and follow this exercise. And oh my God, you can... Get the body of your dreams if you just work out seven days a week, two hours a day. I mean, everybody has two hours a day, don't they? But, like, has this ever worked before? And then when it doesn't work, first of all, there's a reason why those disclaimers are put in very, very tiny, fine print that results are not typical. But if it doesn't work and you're like, well, I want my money back, it's your fault it didn't work. And this is where like gaslighting from the fitness industry is so apparent and when I say gaslighting I mean this is when somebody takes your concern and twists it around to make you question your judgment in that being a concern like it's basically dismissive of what you feel is important to you at the time and it question makes you question your reality and it's actually really scary because you start to wonder like, well, why did I think that? Oh, well, I'm just, there's something wrong with me. I should have never thought that. And things that could be red and yellow flags are then dismissed because you are led to believe that you had no right in raising those concerns. And a lot of businesses thrive off of this technique to keep people hooked and to keep people coming back because 
if you were if you were committed enough if you just did all the workouts as they were intended I mean it didn't matter that you know one of the one of the workouts you're jumping around the living room and your knee gave out and you just took a couple days off that didn't matter it's still your fault you still didn't do it as intended you your son was sick and you had to take him to the doctor at the last minute well no excuses you should have given up two hours of sleep to finish that workout it's all your fault you didn't do it the way it was intended and like this is what drives me crazy because life is not linear we don't just get a program and are like okay Every day is going to be smooth sailing. I'm going to do this exactly as it was written. Shit comes up. And the fact that you're being made to feel like you're lazy or you're just giving excuses because you can't follow something that was written for a schedule in which you probably can't fit it is just mind-blowing to me. And this is so prevalent in the fitness industry. Um, and it's just, I just can't, I just really can't deal with it. And I wish that more people would realize that this is going on and just kind of nip it in the bud and just ask way more questions before jumping into anything and really like picking apart these messages and these programs and these false promises, picking them apart with a fine tooth comb and dissecting it. And that sounds really Like, I'm being really nitpicky and meticulous, but at the same time, like, this is your life. Like, do you want to go through your life jumping from program to program, from empty promise to empty promise, and feeling like crap because you didn't do an hour-long workout on your vacation? That's not living, in my opinion, anyway. If you're happy doing that, then that's you. Like, by all means, do what makes you happy. But if you're being, if you're forcing yourself to fit into what you think you should be and who you should be and what you should be doing and it's not bringing you joy and in fact it's making you fucking miserable then you need to really take a look at what's happening and what you would benefit from the fact of the matter is weight loss is such a sexy thing to sell because for some reason we as women have been taught that beauty lies within a certain size and a certain look. And it's just, it's not feasible. And thinking that these workout programs and these coaches are going to give you that golden ticket and basically like change your DNA. And I'm, you might think I sound like extra when I say that, but it's true. Your DNA is based off a certain formula, for lack of a better term. And you're never going to look like these people. If you don't have the body composition like they do, you're not going to change your makeup, your innate biological makeup to do this workout and come out looking like them. Even if you did it for 10 years, like how many times have you actually purchased a workout program thinking like, this is finally it. This is finally my key to looking like this woman. And then it fails. And then you buy the next best thing and the next best thing and the next best thing. When does it end? Like, how sustainable is this? Because the truth of the matter is no fitness program is beneficial to you if you do it for a couple of months and then you stop 
and then you're not keeping up with any kind of exercise program. And this is another thing that I get really upset about when speaking about the fitness industry is because they use exercise as this one-stop shop type of thing in that once you reach your weight loss goal, you're good. You just need to eat keto for the rest of your life and you don't have to worry about it because the number on the scale means that you're healthy. And that's another topic for another day. But the number on the scale does not mean shit about your health or what your body is capable of. You can weigh, you can be 5'10 and weigh 120 pounds and your health looks like shit. You have no muscle mass behind your joints. Your joints look like shit. You move like shit. Your endurance is shit. You can't keep up with your your toddler running across the street because your performance is shit. And I'm going to put that right there because this is another uh, myth that I can't stand. Exercise is a long-term commitment. You need to keep up with it long-term. And that doesn't sound sexy and it sounds terrible. But again, why does it sound terrible? Because the fitness industry has conditioned us to hate exercise. And it's conditioned us to think of exercise as a form of punishment and that no exercise is worth it if you're not sweating bullets and you're not throwing up and you're not sore to the point where you can't move the next day. And like that just needs to end. That's just, I just can't, I can't stand that, that idea that's being perpetuated. And like I said, it's being perpetuated not only by these fitness coaches, it's also in my profession and it needs to stop because it's very damaging. It's very negligent. It's extremely unethical and it goes against everything we were taught in school. I don't really understand how physical therapists are pushing things, um, like weight loss programs and weight loss programs by means of like uh, topical treatments. So like these fat burners that you rub into your skin that get rid of your cellulite and you don't have to ever exercise. And that's just, I just, oh, the fact that physical therapists are selling this bullshit nonsense is really saddening to me because that discounts everything that we are supposed to be fighting for as a profession. That There's nothing behind that that's healthy. You can still be healthy and have cellulite. It fucking happens. It's fucking normal. And it doesn't mean that you're destined to die from like medical complications. And But that's just the thought that's being put in your head because you're... These... These people are taking your shame and taking your deep-rooted insecurities and capitalizing on them. And this sounds very conspiracy theorist, but this is marketing 101. Take a fear, get rid of the fear. Let's take a fear that somebody really finds debilitating. Let's take a fear that nobody, nobody wants to be, think that they're ugly. Nobody wants to think that they're fat. Oh my God, God forbid. How can we spin that to sell the product and make me money? I don't give a shit what what actually happens behind the scenes. They already bought the product. It's their fault if it doesn't work. What's gonna, how how can I do this to make me money and make my business thrive? That's exactly what's happening, guys. 
And like I said, it sounds very like everybody's out to get us, but we have to be so discerning when choosing what to buy and who to spend our time and money with because are they really out for our best interests? Are they really selling us something that we actually need? Or are they selling something for the sake of selling it because they need to sell something? And that was a very long tangent, but it kind of fits in to this whole topic. Um, And it's basically the topic is preying on shame. And it, it just, I find it really insane and um exercise can be can afford us so many things that we could be grateful for and it comes in so many forms so if you like those bowls to the wall workouts by all means and you've been doing them by all means keep doing them if you like it if you don't there are other things that you can do that you will enjoy. And I'm not even going to say that you might enjoy. I'm going to say that you will enjoy. Because even the person who hates the, hates to exercise the most probably just has never found the right exercise program or the right exercise modality. And has never been steered in the correct direction to reach her goals and do things that are based off of her current standing where she wants to be what her schedule looks like what her goals are and all of that because none of that's coming with a workout you buy online unless you're working one-on-one with somebody who's well-versed in goal-setting mindset and all of that if you're buying something because it's free or because it's a dvd online and you've never worked out before and you are hoping this is the golden ticket it's probably not And it's probably going to collect dust on your shelf. And you're probably going to hate it. So be mindful of what you're being promised. And what you actually want to accomplish. Um, And another point I wanted to make. I made. I touched on this before. Using fitness for the purpose. The sole purpose of weight loss. Makes you think that you need to do workouts you hate. And if you don't do them as prescribed. Then you're a failure. How many of us have tried workout DVDs and we're like dying? Like I did this. There was a very popular high impact workout, high intensity workout that came out in the, I think it was like the late 90s or the early 2000s. I think it was the early 2000s actually. And I'm not going to say the name, but I, I was like, I was very much into exercise at the time. However, I had suffered three ankle sprains prior to doing this and once my ankle was healed enough I thought that I can jump into this and be able to do the program and I just couldn't it was way too much jumping it was way too high impact I hadn't been conditioned to do this type of workout um, because of my injuries and just thinking I could jump into it was just fucking stupid and then mind you they had a modifier so how many of us have looked at the modifier and was like I'm not doing the fucking modifier what a like what a cheap cop-out way to get out of the workout I'm gonna do the workout as it was written and then you do it and you possibly get hurt you might hate the fucking workout and you're never gonna do it again or you're just like yeah this sucks I I can't do this and then you take the next five days off because putting that dvd in again and attempting that workout again makes you want to throw up and I've been there so I know how it is but this is what this is the myth that's being perpetuated and being told to us 
throughout our fitness journeys. And it's just, it's doing us way more of a disservice than anything else because it's actually taking away from the quality of life that we demand and we deserve. Um, So yeah, depending on your fitness level, you're probably not ready for a cookie cutter program yet like that one that I just described. And that being said, you're immediately set up for failure. So if you've never gotten off the couch in like five months, say COVID like knocked you literally on your ass and you couldn't, you haven't gotten off the couch yet, not even to walk to the, to the bathroom. And you were like, okay, enough is enough. You just saw an infomercial for this insane workout program that promises you're going to lose 20 pounds in two days. And you're like, shit, I'm buying it. And then you go do it. And it's this balls to the wall workout. You immediately were set up for failure by pressing that number and buying that workout. There's no way in fucking hell you were going to complete that workout if your ass has not left the couch in five months. And then all of a sudden you're going to start jumping around the room. Ain't happening. Just like if you got injured and you were laying in a bed because you couldn't walk for a year. And then one day you're going to wake up and miraculously run a marathon. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) You need to be conditioned to get to that level. So the fact that you were set up from for failure from before you even put that workout video on just speaks volumes it speaks immense volumes it sets you up for injury as well so like me if you jump into a workout and then your body's just not ready for it yet you risk hurting your back or your knee or your ankle or something And, um, like, this is another thing that I, like, I can't get down with the shame. So, in New York, at the time of this recording, because of COVID, gyms are still closed. So, once gyms open, because of all this shame marketing and all this shame selling, like, well, your ass wasn't in the gym for five months. No excuses. Get in there. What's going to happen? People are going to be like, oh, fuck, I got to get my ass in gear. Let's go. And you go balls to the wall and you haven't worked out in five months. And now all of a sudden you're doing all the things for the entire day in the gym, lifting things that you hadn't lifted for five months. What is going to happen? You're going to overtrain and you're going to injure yourself. And as much as I like having new clients, I don't want to see you. If you don't like if I, I mean, let me rephrase that. If you get hurt, (laughs) I will gladly see you, but I don't want to see you. I don't want you to set yourself up for failure injury wise by doing something like that, like jumping into a workout program that you're not ready for and just possibly getting injury because you overused your body in ways that you should have been ramping up instead of jumping off the cliff and going into. And this is another reason why it pisses me off to see physical therapists perpetuating this idea that people need to go all out with their workout programs once gyms open because we all know that overuse and misuse leads to injury. So, um, again, I'm not saying they're conspiring to get you into their offices, but the fact that this is even on their radar and is being, you're being told to like go back to the gym the way you did five months ago, cause you need to make up for lost time 
it, like I just I don't have tolerance for it. And it's not just PTs. It's trainers. It's fitness coaches. It's these self-proclaimed gurus. These Instagram fitspos that are all just telling you just get back to the gym already. It's been closed long enough. You've been doing nothing long enough. Just do the damn thing. And it's just so reckless. It's such reckless advice. You need a plan. You need to be ramped up back into a fitness program. If you've never had a fitness program before, you need to be ramped up into one, one in which you will enjoy, one in which that is sustainable for you, one in which that you're not going to look at and be like, fuck my life. I'm just going to sit here on the couch and watch 90 Day Fiance for the rest of the day because I hate exercising. That's not conducive to anybody. It's especially not conducive to your life and it's really not conducive to you living your best life. So um, that's what I'm going to say about that. Try to filter out these shameful messages. If you see any of it coming in to your feed or on your Instagram or your Facebook or your social media, I really employ you to kind of mute these accounts. And if you want to be really brave, totally unfollow them because it's just going to make you feel like shit. And whatever they're selling is just for the sake of making that sale and getting money from you. They don't give a shit how you feel or where you're at because once that money's in their pockets, they don't care. And that's the fact of the matter. So really be discerning in who you're looking at, what you're reading, and actually do like an audit. Be like, how is this messaging making me feel? How is this productive in my life? Is this something that I could see myself doing? Is this sustainable? Is this going to help me reach my goals or is there a better way to do that? And it sounds like a lot of work, but in reality, like your time and your money should be spent on things that are actually adding quality to your life and not removing it. So let's all make a pact to remove the shame, remove the bullshit, remove the stigma of this weight gain being like the worst thing in our lives because that also annoys me. So one last tangent and then I'm going to go. Um, I said this in a, in an Instagram post. I was like, if think about one of the worst times in your life, and I know it sucks to go there, but really think about one of the time, one of the worst times in your life that if somebody paid you a million dollars, you would never go back to. And then think about how you gained 15 pounds. Doesn't it pale in comparison the fact that you gained weight versus you survived this horrific event? Doesn't that pale in comparison to how resilient you've been to get through that event? Doesn't it pale in comparison how strong you were to get not only yourself but your family through that event? And to keep living every day? And to keep being like, fuck what was dealt to me. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do shit. You do it every day after suffering something horrific, traumatic, any of that. So the fact that you're being made to feel like a failure because you gained 15 pounds is utter nonsense. So I'm going to leave you with that. Be discerning in who you're buying from and who you're listening to. And I thank you so much for coming today and being here. And I hope something in this podcast resonated with you today. If it did, drop me a DM, send me a message. Let's connect. I love hearing from all of you. So take care and I will see you next week on the next episode of Finally Fearless. Come
Cause, 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 cause,